Welcome to another episode of the Splitting Hairs Podcast, presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. In this episode, the CBD team discusses the J.I. tailgate, and we also give a regular season recap and touch on the upcoming championship game. Splitting Hairs Podcasts are all presented by Drake's Place, Cottonwood Coffee, and are also sponsored by Dakota Iron Equipment, Shenanigans Pub, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Here's your hosts, Dallas, Brennan, and Chad. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a special edition of the, I know the title said B-Team, but this is more of a special edition with three weeks of prep time for the national title game episode. We're joined with Dallas from the A-Team and Chad from the A-Team, basically the A-Team. So this is this is like a, this is going to be some I'm B-Team Mafia, quality. you know this that. Is, you're, I don't know, you're, you're like half, you're half and half. So I, I don't call me a hybrid. I don't care. You're a hybrid. You're a mutt. You're the mutt. <laughs> I'm like a hybrid quarterback. I can both throw and run. I like this. Oh, God. There we go. Look at you. Man, I, terminology. <laughs> this, this, uh, I don't know. This podcast is more. So we have something new to talk about or something to do. Because yes. we, today in our group text thread, sorry to air out dirty laundry, but we spent half of the day arguing about copyright law because we were out of things to talk about. <laughs> and <laughs> this game cannot come soon enough. My God. I saw that and I was like, mm. I yeah, set my phone down so many times. <laughs> I, started I started it and then I walked away. I started that on accident. I, I like... I just threw that out there making, I was kind of just making a comment, like, right. Yeah, That's you got I, the and then, <laughs> and then it just went, when and you, I come back and I'm like, Oh, 20 messages. When you've oh. got the level of intensity we all have right now, but like no, nowhere, no outlet for it. That's what you get. Right. Yeah. I, well, I texted you Dallas the other day. Um, <laughs> we were talking about this, this podcast. I'm like, man, we got to do something. Cause I'm, putting socks on in the morning judging if they're lucky or not like Accurate. it's game day and we've got i only ha- there's only so many socks in the drawer oh and i'm not doing <laughs> daily laundry so i gotta just i gotta give that up but uh yeah it, i can't I, I don't know what to do with myself right now it's ridiculous so i'm really glad that we're doing this um we would be remiss if we did not mention our title sponsors of Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro in Brookings, South Dakota, best place for breakfast in Woo. town, best coffee in town. Go get um, it. If, if you can't get to Brookings, go to your Walmarts in Minnesota or go online, order yourself up some of that smooth, smooth coffee. Use the code JI22, 22, JI22. Wow, why why is that a question to me? Did it a question mark? On <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Right. I'm I'm Ron Burgundy, and um, are, you, are you out of practice here already? I don't know, man. That happened really Look, quick. I, I I was calling Cam Miller Easton Stick all night last night. I thought that was I a thought you bit. did that on purpose. So did I. I thought well, that was a bit. The no. first time I thought it was on purpose. The second time I knew it was not, and I was like, "It was." I gotta say, definitely something. not. And and I and I'm an idiot, and I couldn't stop. That was the worst <laughs> part. I was like stuck in this repeat of doing it. Um, and our other title sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, South Dakota, not much more than a convenience store. They've got the best pizzas in the state. I promise you it's worth the drive to get some. They've got Calzones, the 605 sandwich will knock your socks clean off. Um, get yourself a pizza and maybe sweet talk them. They might make it so you can take it and bake it at home. 
Uh, they got on and off, they've got off sale liquor. They don't have on sale liquor, but they do have like a bar area with TVs that um, Drake's generally have uh, some Jacks games playing on there when they get a chance to rerun them. So that's cool. Um, as well as all your normal convenience store accessories. So if you are heading up into that area for hunting, fishing, not skiing, we don't ski around here, but anything like that, go ahead, stop by Drake's place. Um, and of course, as usual, we also have, oh dear, I've got a work call. You got this. <laughs> but I was waiting, waiting for this day. It happened. All right, we got to, what do we do? No, I don't know what to do. Let's, let's remove Let's remove him a little bit. Okay, and, there we uh, go. We'll let him do his thing. He's got to be grown up, make some money. Why don't so, we talk? Why don't you talk a little bit about our plans? So our group thread's been very long the past few days. Uh, work has been hard to focus at because, like Brendan said, I don't know what socks to put on because what's lucky and what's not. But uh, we have been talking through something that we got going on, and why don't you talk? Talk a little bit about your role in that and, and how excited you are. Sure. So, I mean, Ben hands, well, I guess, so Matt uh, to start with, and then then Ben have had the biggest role. So Jackrab Illustrated, we are, uh, I call it hosting or sponsoring or initiating a tailgate at Frisco. Very, very excited about this. I mean, really, the idea was to reach out to our absolutely kick-ass sponsors, which, I mean, I'm we're all blown away by what they've done for us, uh, just for the ability to throw a party before the game in Frisco. So we're doing that. We're prepping for a, a giant tailgate. We're going to set up uh, next to the JFPA. So that's exciting. We're trying to get kind of just a centralized location. And also uh, the Jackrabbit uh, football player parents, are going to be joining us too. So anybody, all of our, I don't know, I hate the word fans, uh, uh, listeners, contributors, whatever, anybody that, if you can hear us right now, you are invited to join us. We're going to have, we're going to have food. We're going to have a uh, beer with, with a, you know, bartender. Cause obviously we have sponsors. So we got folks that uh, got to check, check IDs and things to about beer, but this is going to be one hell of a party. Uh, basic information. What we got so far is just a minute da, 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 da. all right so the the tail the tailgate lots are, are you going to put it up no 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 that's fine i just didn't know if you're going to mention sponsors go ahead oh 100 percent. yeah actually you can run through sponsors but we got oh. just just hold on let me finish just just for basic <laughs> just for basic information here uh, again we're gonna have we're gonna have food that is first come first serve so is the beer so just to be clear everybody this is not a sponsored alumni event this is a tailgate okay so if somebody shows up in blue they're gonna get food all right uh tailgate lots open at eight there's three different times listed online ben tracked down i believe steve in charge of facilities at the stadium in Frisco at Toyota Stadium, and he said eight o'clock. That is five hours prior to kickoff. That is when the lots open, not six, not seven. They open at eight. Okay, so those open at eight. Uh, we're going to be set up along what side of the stadium is that? Is that the east, e side. east side? East, east side. side of the, thank you. East side of the stadium, where that that's the side where uh, the Jacks allotment of tickets are. That's our sideline opposite of the spring. If you're there in the spring, apparently they rotate. Like they flip home sides every year for some stupid reason, which makes no sense. It does make no sense. I no, agree with that one. 100%. It doesn't. But I, I I talked to a parent this morning who has uh, bison family members, unfortunately, and she said that they told her that they've been home on both sides, apparently. So 
We're going to be on the east side there. We're going to try to set up along uh, along the boulevard or by some grass areas so we got space. So it should be a huge turnout. But uh, again, sorry to cut you off there, Brendan, but sponsorship has been unbelievable with people reaching out. No, it it really blew us away. I mean, it. thank you to everyone who has sponsored, who has donated. Um, and I apologize if I got to jump out. I know I got, I only have a certain amount of time to answer these dispatches, and I'm supposed to have a bunch of them coming in that I take care of tomorrow, but I have to answer them within minutes. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> that's the job. Um, no, this tailgate's going to be awesome. Um, if you are bringing a tailgate rig or plan on setting up your own tailgate of any kind, which we do encourage, um, we want everybody to come to our tailgate, but we also want to see a jackrabbit tailgate there, I think, is also a sentiment of ours. So um, if you flags are driving down, <laughs> right, flags cross the sky, the whole thing. We want to have a very, very large SDSU representation outside of our tailgate as well. Get there early. NDSU fans will line start lining up, I promise you, at 6. So if you want to get a good spot, don't expect to roll up at 8 and just get a spot. Okay. <clears throat> make sure you're there early. Sorry about that. Um, make sure you're there early to set up your stuff just to get a spot. Otherwise, that's all I've got to add. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be so much flipping fun. And that's just some game day. I know we're sort of working on maybe organizing a place for everybody to go on another night as well, just as an informal sort of, hey, we're all going to show up there. Um, we'll see where that goes. So keep your ears open for that. We'll probably post stuff on Twitter and things and mention that during our pot, various podcasts as well. And there is the, the alumni event, which we're going to be attending. Mm -hmm. um, we suggest you get the tickets. I think it's a really good deal for the all you can drink. It's like, what, 30 bucks more? And what's yeah. that? Three, three drinks most places? Um, so that's yeah. a hell of a deal, I think, honestly. I just wanted to jump in a couple questions. Jim Poppins been spotting off saying that I'm excited like all of us. And that's true. That's I, I was just trying to get the sponsors uh, because like they've been saying, we're blown away by the support we've gotten. Um, Jordan Fink asked if we're on the opposite side of the press boxes. I, that's correct. As far as I understand, it's the yes. opposite of where we were last time. And I think we stood under the press boxes during the rainout. Um, yep. Nailed it. And Jim also asked if it's, kind of the same place I was in the thing. So that would be mostly correct, except for there's that entrance. And I think we plan on being on the south side of that entrance there, if that makes any sense. So if you guys hung out with us last time and huddled in our tent while the rain and wind blew, it, just go a little further south of that, and that's where we'll be. Um, yeah, this is kind of one of those deals where they don't have a signed – you can't buy a reserve spot. It's just first come, first serve, and it – we're not going to be able to get away with what we pulled off in Iowa where we, we snuck in the back door. That's just not going to work out. So, well, you know, honestly, a large part of that is uh, me and you, we are not the ones dragging the tailgate stuff in. It's going to be right. our, the, the guy we contacted. We have a professional coming with a professional yes. tailgate set up. Yes. So, it's not amateur hour this time. Right. So it's going to be a little different. Um, it's We're not going to be able to just sneak in and make sure we get a spot, but he will be early and do his best to get where we want to be. So just keep your eyes open. Um, you know, you should you should be able to tell where we are if you get an episode. Yeah, yeah, it'll we'll, be the acronym Epicenter. So the J-I-J-F-B-A. Uh, 
And I know the yeah. FCS Fans Nations guys are going to set up their tailgate somewhere in that area. Yep. Yeah. So. And Brendan, I love the point of if you're going to tailgate, don't not tailgate because we're doing this. Continue to tailgate. Just come set up by us. And we'll, on, on Twitter, on Facebook, we'll post the lots that we're targeting. Again, we don't know where until we're actually set up. But we'd love to just have, you know, we want to be the hub of what's going on. Uh, back to the, all right. So, Chad, I totally cut you off on the sponsors. We love them. Uh, I don't know if you want to read some off, but obviously sure. starting with Dakota Iron, I think, was the first to step up. Yeah, yes. John, John stepped up immediately. It's like, where can I sign up? Uh, we are doing it with the hair raisers. Those guys are helping us a little bit, too. Uh, we always tailgate with them, and they're a great time. So we got Dakota Iron, uh, Holtzworth Farms, Cottonwood Coffee, of course, our standard sponsor. Mike Schaefer, we, we, we know that guy, too. College thanks, Mike. Pros- prospects. Yep, thanks, yep. Mike. He's part of the parent tailgate as well, as far as I understand. Indeed. We got yep. DeBoer Construction, Jacobs Construction. Well, and I believe grind. Mike Schaefer was a Mike Schaefer played for NDSU, didn't he? Uh, he yes, he did. He did. So. Yeah. Yep, yeah, accurate. So, I mean, it, uh, double shout out for him for for a have, letting his son come here and b sponsoring helping sponsor our tailgate. That's really cool. It's kind of like Aaron Johnson. It was good seeing his dad a while back. Um, yeah. So we got finesse and grind. Anybody know what tie that is to the? That would be Tolu. Yep. Tolu, hell yeah. Yep, I got uh, a hoodie, and it's great. I love it. I wore it this I morning, actually. I can't wait to get it. I hope I get it before the national championship. Nice. Uh, Blue Tide Car Wash, we all know who they are. They are the ones that you can go around and buy subscriptions and get basically monthly limitless uh, car washes around the area. And, and if you live in the upper Midwest, your car is filthy right now. You're lying if you say it's not. And go there instead of Silver Star. Silver Star will scratch your vehicle like that. I wasn't even gonna say their name. You should have said the other guys. They can lift my they can lift my left nut as far as I'm concerned. Tell us how you really feel. Also another Do you OG want me to sponsor. tell you how I really feel? I'm being nice. I, I've I've heard it. Uh another OG sponsor <laughs> stepped up, Drake's place, Robert Drake. Uh, we had Ernst Capital Group, Blumen Raider Farms, Mench Greenhouses Incorporated. Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Forrester Distributing in, in Brookings, Josiah's Coffee House and Cafe, downtown Sioux Falls. I got great coffee as well. Boyce Law Firm, LLP. And last but certainly not least, President Barry Dunn. That's so cool. It is very cool. That made my day. He's awesome. Yeah. So along with those guys, we won't drag this out any longer. But uh, again, all the so many individuals that gave and gave a significant amount of money. Forty-nine individuals, right? Good now. gracious, and you know, Thank parents, you tons of people that gave hundreds of dollars, ton, tons of the parents chipped in. Like this is awesome; it's going to be a great party. All right, is there anything else we got to cover there? I think we beat this to death. Um, no, but there will be things to drink and eat and have a good time. So. There will. Good pull. All right, so moving on. Next, uh, I wanted to chat about the one piece of news that came out. When did that come out? Today. To just Was it just today? Just today, I believe. It's been uh, a long day, but I'm pretty sure it was today. I don't even know what day it is anymore. I love break. This is awesome. So if you guys don't know, he's talking about uh, the announcement of the transfer portal. I'll let you continue on. Oh, sure. Uh, so Tyler Feldkamp uh, did announce today that he has entered the transfer portal. Um, you know, I absolutely wish him the best. No, it must have been yesterday, I think, that it came out. 
because we we had we had somebody mention that they wanted to talk on last night on the FCS Fans Nation podcast on if that was a distraction or not. So I think it was yesterday. Splitting hairs here, but okay. so anyway, <laughs> so I, yeah, so he's announced and and uh, you know absolutely wish him the best. Six hours ago, six shenanigans. I'm gonna go back and look at old tweets. All right, do you want me to show you the tweet? <laughs> We're gonna argue about this later. No, let's we got we, we got stuff to get to. So Ryan Drake's is yesterday. So all right, there we go. We don't argue with Drake's. They rule all. So uh, yeah, and again, just you know, entered the the portal. Uh, you know, I think the the Jacks are are very lucky. I don't know if you want to call it luck, but you know, we haven't been hit by a bunch of that. You look at you know, especially FBS programs mid tier. Tons of the FCS too. The number of names, if you're on Twitter, that you see pop up hitting the portal is significant. And the fact that we don't have that, you know, speaks loads to the culture and the coaching staff and what the school has built. So, you know, I, I don't uh, addressing the question. I forget who asked it. If that's going to be a distraction, I don't think that is because I mean these guys are used to that at this point. Not, not that it happens a ton to us, but it's such a common thing that occurs. In college football now, and these guys, you know, this isn't somebody that's going out guns blazing that's upset at the program. This is just someone that's going on to, I don't want to say better himself, what's, what's the way to put it, right? Just to maximize his potential, to, you know, to make sure that he has a chance to be showcased because he's a brilliant athlete. He's going to be, you know, he can be the spotlight where he goes. We're just such a deep team that it's, you know, it's tough when you get all these offensive weapons. So that's, I don't know, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, and you know, his, his playing time has dwindled a little bit, and when we talk about the recap a little bit, we can get in that a little bit as that's kind of a trend, yeah. not just for Feldkamp. But um, his playing time's dwindled a little bit, so, you know, that's, that's a factor. A guy wants to go somewhere where he's going to see the field. Uh, you go to play ball, not to sit the bench, and it's it's hard when you're as talented as someone like Tyler, Tyler Feldkamp to to have to sit and, and, and wait your turn, uh, so to speak, and, uh, you know. Anyway, yeah. And then add to that, Brendan. Sorry, or Dallas. <clears throat> well, I would say I think I missed most of it, but I was going to say I think we've we've seen this before with guys. I mean, it happens every year. It's a little earlier than normal, but um, this for me is why I've always cautioned people against. You know, for the longest time we didn't have transfers, and we were the only school I think at this point in the FCS who hadn't had a transfer out yet. It happens to everybody. It's going to. It's the reality of the new world we're in. So um, I just wish Tyler the best. Um, we've seen this with other players. You know, they go to another school. And we wish them all the best. You know, thanks for your time as a Jackrabbit. Absolutely for Tyler. I hope he goes out and kills it, preferably for someone saying the CAA would be, you know, great. Or, you know, that we don't have to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd like to not have to play the guy. That's for sure. We want to be able to cheer for him. So mm-hmm. best of luck to him. Definitely. Yep. No, I just thought it was worth calling out, being a South Dakota kid, and yeah, like I said, yeah. wishing the best. He's a so, Roosevelt grad, I believe, too, right? Is it? So yeah. Was, that Roosevelt listen, pipeline. So, so Ben, listen here. You're not even here, my guy. First off, second <laughs> off, Ben says Brendan not paying attention. What's new, sir? I had a work call, so you can you can sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Sorry my best to, to fill in for him here. I had big shoes to fill. 
Jim Poppin brought up uh, he's he he made do- donation number fifty. So thanks, Jim. We oh, thank you. It's awesome. Appreciate it. So yeah, if you want to go, uh, it's uh, Twitter, both Twitter and Facebook, Jackrabbits Illustrated. Uh, there's there's a QR code. Uh, there's a Venmo link. Uh, Ven Venmo. Um, ID that you can donate to. All of it either goes to the tailgate, which will probably it's going to get used up by the tailgate. If there was anything left, it would go to the JFPA, which in turn goes to the program. But that's what it's going to be used for: is throwing a cool party. So yeah, I mean, uh, we're doing everything. Right. All right, let's. Oh, go Linden ahead. Wood as a as a landing spot potentially for Tyler Feldkamp, and I think that'd be a great spot. Actually, no, no, no. no he, he said I don't think they've had any transfers yet. Oh, yep. oh, oh my bad. I that's awesome. That. In that, yeah. Uh, I think so, they're going to be a quality program in the near future. Near yep. future. I think they're so too. They're no. Good. Yeah. Well, they're, they're not good yet. They're they're getting good for their conference. But That's what I'm. They're well, they're getting, good for where they're, they're at. Getting there. Um, I could see eventually that happening. I mean, it's it's happening the right way with them, where it's building over time. You can tell they're building a program, not just doing a quick transfer get good. It is. They're they're in a they're in a solid uh, geographical location that doesn't have, you know, that that size of school. So I think that makes perfect sense. Yep. Right. And then they've had that mega camp that brings in everyone right. from 500 mm-hmm. miles, uh, right? Prospects mm-hmm. that that so they get their eyes on everybody. No, it, it makes perfect sense. I wonder how that might change now that they're at this level. <laughs> People might not well, want to. Coaches won't show up. Right. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. And if. If the coaches quit showing up, the kids will quit showing up. Yeah, agreed. Quite possibly. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yep. All right. So uh, from here, we we talked about maybe kind of running back through the season, if that makes sense. Because it's it, yeah. the weird thing about this, we've got the game of the the FCS game of the century, the one we've all been waiting for, we've dreamt about and talked about, and it's finally happening. And we've played this damn team so many times that we're out of stuff to talk about. I mean, I can make stuff up. <laughs> I, I can do it too. But we, we still, dude, we still got how many days left, right? Right. Yeah. We got all this um, time. Who's counting? Oh, I'm trying I not am. to. But, but yeah, I, th- I thought it'd be fun to run back through the season and just kind of talk preseason, you know, what we were thinking, kind of talk back through the games in general and what this season has looked like. Because this has been an interesting thing to unfold. It, it hasn't gone according to script, but the result has been what we wanted, right? Right, I think yeah. I think the results even better. Honestly, yeah. I, I looked at the schedule, and when you see that run of road games we had, I didn't see any way we were going through that undefeated in FCS. And so, I honestly would say this season's gone better than expected. I think we all thought maybe we'd have two losses uh, come the end of the season somehow. Um, I I picked one. Okay, well. Well, you're what, stunned, though. What were your? <laughs> That's why you're on the eight. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I don't. I, I take that back. I pick. I know. I picked one FCS loss, so I'm sorry. I picked two. I see. I've already forgotten the Iowa game. My goodness. Well, it, it counts, but it doesn't. You know, it doesn't count against you, but it does help you out. It's kind of a weird thing that way. What were so your I'm, expectations coming into the season? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna just respond to Seth Meyer's comment because this isn't gonna be coming up anytime. I'm not picking a tiebreaker in the bracket pool. I'm sacrificing first place for that for a national title. I will not break my superstition. Um, <laughs> I love it. I knew it. I knew but, it. Um, yeah, I don't know if they took me seriously or not, but I I absolutely not doing that. Um, but anyways, uh, my my expectations for the season was I thought we we're I think I'm on record as saying I saw us having two losses. 
right. at the end of the year is what I expected, same as Dallas. That's well done. So, I mean, going into the season here, looking back through the, the archives, so we get picked second in the Missouri Valley was where we started, mm-hmm. okay? Which, not shocking, again, before the season's played, you have to, you, you got to give it to the national champion, so whatever. Yep. Um, we got six guys uh, named to the stats preseason list, which names it all make perfect sense. You got Bach, you got Greenfield, Kraft, uh, Davis, Jackson, Yonke, and Mason. Yep. Right? So that all, I mean, those, everybody, you know, no, no surprises there. That all worked out the way that we thought that it would. It's tough for any wide receiver or skill guy in this offense to get gaudy stats. Right. Which is amazing why those guys are staying, right? Because that's typically, if you're, especially if you want to play at the next level, you got to put up some numbers. And whether it's, it's, Honestly, any of those positions, including quarterback, you're not going to put up gaudy stats week after week because it is so balanced and we have so many great players. Well, and I think that's some of what came in with Luan, which was kind of the question, one of the big question marks we had, right? What's the offense going to look like now that X gone? And, you know, I think X offense was a little more prone to possibly getting those guys bigger stats because there were a little more shots down the field, um, big play, explosive play sort of offense compared to what we've had with Luhan now. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it's been uh, impressive, A, the recognition they're still getting with um, maybe the diminished stats because of how this offense is run. But it's also impressive that uh, nobody seems to be unhappy. Everybody's happy with what's going on because everybody's in this to win the big one. Eck, Eck always was kind of a flash guy, right? I mean, not that he's not smart, but uh, he, he's a flashy player. And I see I see Lujan as the, the mental chess guy. He's always out there making the right call. Maybe it's not the one that, that's as fun, but it's the right call. And, and Brendan and I were talking about it before the game, and Dallas, you can chime in if you have any thoughts. But I was telling him, you know, this offense had a lot of hype at the beginning of the season, and, and they were had, we have all these guys that are – basically pro level and and we just don't have those big plays and by big plays i mean 20 yarders or more we have a lot of 15 yard varieties but we're not getting those big big plays you know like in 2016 when we had that you know that run and gun taron was throwing the deep balls and, and we were getting those big gashes but you know you look at the scores and everybody's like down on our offense but our offense has been a machine man a meat grinder, if nothing else. No, and they've they've done it a variety of ways, which is which is a hell of a point. And I want to quick go back before we jump on and talk about the Iowa Iowa game and the uh, you know the Cal game is is that I will continue to bring this up. The most underrated part of the season has been that we turned over two coordinators and a good chunk of our coaching staff going right. into this year. Go back mm-hmm. to spring ball. Stig called out that they had to run special situation reps for the coaching staff, not necessarily for the players, to get them the reps in spring ball and I think in fall camp too. I mean, that... Which, that sorry, that's that speaks to how smart Stig is too, though. Yeah. <clears throat> how many head coaches are thinking, all right, we need to run special situations so my coordinators are ready for it? Yep. I, I don't think that – I mean, that's not a thought, I think, that jumps into many people's minds when you have a new coordinator, and that's just really impressive. That's, in, yeah, that's me. just experience. <clears throat> this this is going to matter. We've been here before. Let's be prepared. Leave nothing to chance, as they might say, yeah? Yep. 
Hundred percent. So you all right? So we kick off the season. We go down to Iowa, which was an absolute blast. Loudest environment yeah. I personally have ever been in, and it's not even close. My God, mm-hmm. like I, you can't. I don't even know how to. I've tried to explain to people. I'm like, that's the loudest environment I've ever been in. Oh, it's a loud game. No, no, no. Any environment that is the loudest place I've ever been in my life. Any concert, whatever. That was so loud down on the field. I was down in the front row. So you you start out with that that insane game. Seven to three, nobody can move the ball. Everybody leaves pissed off. Tucker Kraft gets hurt on his first play, first reception, whatever it was. First reception, yep. So he's out. So we've got this offense. We've got a new offensive coordinator. We've got an offense, I assume, designed around who is presumed to be our best offensive player. He's out, and we got to go from there. And the defense, they were excellent that game. I just want to point out a couple of plays. You know, we had that pick. And and the bad thing is, is the guy that got that pick. Do you remember who that was? Uh, I should. He's not I forgot because he's not playing. He hasn't played all year because Caleb Frankel had a yeah, great yeah. pick and return, got knocked nope. out of the game and out for the season. So that's that's a bright spot that we have coming back next year that we haven't yep. talked about a lot because he's been on the sidelines. That's a hell of and a then, point. And then and then the the best play of the game and to me was the strip that Adam Bach had going into the end zone, basically, of uh, that Williams. LaShawn Williams was carrying the ball. Bach said, no, that's mine. Popped it out and got the got the fumble. And, and that was huge. That was one I mean, of the I biggest know... football players I've ever witnessed. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That was the most insane thing we've seen all year. But, and and that we talked about what's memorable. That That's what's memorable in that game to me. Um, yep. You know. It sucks that we couldn't pull that one off because it really felt like it was, it, and it, it was right there. It was because you look at you know yeah, uh, Mark is is back you know for the first time in you know since the spring, and you know he missed he was a a little bit rusty I guess you know missed a couple of missed a couple of shots and it just didn't quite work out. But again, you're you're going against the team that had a chance to compete for the Big Ten West title. And, you know, I think that the, the frustration over their offense on the Iowa side maybe overshadowed how well we did actually play. And in the end, yeah, we did give them a run. And, you know, a touchdown, one more touchdown would have taken care of it. A little more props to Frankel before I, before I quit. I forgot. Oh, please. The, the guy also had a jumping pass breakup in the backfield. So, you know, that kid's going to be a star. Yeah. Um, the defense, man, I can't wait to see what it looks. That like. linebacker and secondary depth for us is is shocking. That that's probably the biggest I don't know surprise. That, that sounds disrespectful, but I mean that was a very pleasant surprise to be able to have that. Because then, all right, so we go from Iowa, then we turn around and we get to go back home, and we got UC Davis. Yep. Yeah. What are you guys' memories of that game? <clears throat> well, particularly well. <laughs> go ahead, Brendan. We didn't play great, but also that game was and, – and, you know, this is the most talked about game of the season, I think, for SDSU nationally it, compared to any other game we played. This was the one that was brought up time and time and time and time and time again by the big sky folks, oh. which is fine. But that was always the one, well, Montana State beat UC Davis by this much. Well, Sac State beat them by this much. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's how the real world works, comparative score analysis. But um, 
and I'm sorry to Ryan when he that got brought up a while. Ryan brought a comment up a while ago. Ryan Drake and I was a dick, and I wasn't trying to be a dick to him. I was trying to be a dick to the big sky guys who were just nonstop with it. Um, but <laughs> that was uh, that was what I remember the most about that game. That that game was so in control, and we almost let it slip away. And I think in a lot of maybe past seasons that game would have slipped away on us uh-huh. and the team buckled down and made the plays that they needed to to walk out of that one with a w yep that one was it was an odd one because yeah it should have been a three score game easily potentially four score if i remember right and and yeah you had the feeling we're going to march down and end it and then you had just a you know a younger player a great athlete make a mistake and then it all kind of snowballed on us so that that was an odd one but you remember the narrative coming out of that was yeah we were really really questioning or a lot of folks were going into the butler game like hey we need to see a decisive win we need to know you know what what this offense is all about and then we you know we come back butler in the beef bowl win that one 45 to 17 yeah, yeah it, and uh, sorry you, you want to go ahead brendan i'll let you it's you my good man I, I watching watching the highlights from both the Butler game and the UC Davis game. One thing that kind of stood out to me, and and maybe is a bigger theme, and Brendan and I talked about this before, is you know some of our guys weren't playing their highest level ball back then. We were questioning the secondary, how good are they going to be? You know, they're our questionable point, and and by the end of the season, we're like, sorry guys, we ever questioned you. But you go back and watch that. They struggled a little bit against UC Davis and Drake. Um, and and Mark uh, loved the guy and not want to say anything bad about him, but I don't think he was 100% to where he is now then. He was running a little slower. His grittiness was 100%, right? He was make, his game, being a gamer, that, that you can't take away, but he seems faster and more decisive with the ball in his hands on the ground and, and through the air now compared to then. And... and I, like I said, I think it's an overall theme. Our team has continued to progress and get better and better as the seasons wore on. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I think after the UC Davis and the Butler game, because, you know, the Butler game was a good win, but it's kind of what you expect to do to Butler, no disrespect to Butler. But it's kind of what we all expected. And, you, and like you said, Chad, like you could see this off, the offense wasn't quite there because you know you talk about how we don't have the explosive plays well we kind of do now but we got this you know everybody you know first impressions matter right that's your your best chance to make a good impression is your first impression and the iowa game and then the uc davis game the offense struggled against iowa but you expect it but then it wasn't really running against uc davis and then it did what it had to do against butler but it still didn't look like what you were expecting with all the talent we knew we had. Um, and that's kind of had a, I, I don't want to call it a cloud, but it's given this, this thought that the SDSU offense isn't that good. And then you look at the game against Montana state where we've got what, two or three touchdowns over 30 yards uh-huh. and the game against Delaware's and Holy cross. I and mean, we have big play, a bunch of big plays in those games within the game plan. Um, and I think these first three out of conference games are really what gave that sort of um, rep to this offense. Well, the defense has always been good. Like you said, they've gotten a lot better throughout the season as well. But I think the Butler game and the UC Davis game kind of was one to me where it gave the personification of what this offense 
is instead of what it actually was going to become. And he yeah. also had Luhan learning too. You did the, the highly underrated point there, and and he's had. I mean, I, I think uh, Luhan's had a brilliant season. We we haven't talked about. I've said this before, but we haven't talked about play calling at all this year. Really. And I think that that to me it means he's doing a hell of a job. Somebody uh, I don't know if you showed it, Chad, but somebody earlier had posted that you know thought Luhan was making you know great mid game adjustments, whereas maybe Eck rode his game plan to the end. And yeah, that's that's very very possible. Yeah, he's done done a great job. So all right, so you've got the the out of conference games, offense. We put up forty five against Butler, but I think everybody maybe with expectations coming into this year thought we were going to be scoring fifty five points a game. So then you you know then it's into this this meat grinder, the Missouri Valley schedule that we all looked at this and went, oh man, we have the worst Missouri Valley schedule ever, right? We got Missouri right. State on the road. We got both North Dakota schools in a row on the road. We got Northern Iowa on the road. And and that that's where, you know, we thought most folks outside of the program thought we'd drop one or two uh, in the conference. So that, that Missouri State game, I was as nervous going into that as any <laughs> conference opener. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like, we man, all... we got to start with these guys. And then after what they did at Arkansas, you walking into that game and seeing what Jason Shelley was doing, it was like, oh, this is this is tough. And we were worried about the offense. And, and something that I forgot about that Butler game is part of the reason we were so worried is we had to we kind of kept had to keep our starters in into the late part of the third quarter to build that lead. It wasn't a normal forty-five to three or whatever game that you'd have against a team like that. So then we're going into Missouri State with an offense that looks like it could put up 45 points on Bama. And... Well, we did have <laughs> 21 points on three turnovers in that Butler game. So, you know, that, that too. Was, so that was a big factor. I, I'm with you, Dallas. I was sweating it. And I think that's when we really realized how good this defense is because yep. of what they did to Jason Shelley in that offense. And honestly, I think that game, we legitimately broke Missouri State for the whole season. Absolutely. I, I was going to just yeah. say that same thing. Because because Jason Shelley came into that game looking like the good Dr. Lindsey Scott to us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? We looked at him the same way. We did, really. I mean, yeah. and, No, we did. And and he he couldn't get away. And Jared DePriest had that deep oh, leading in the middle of that game. Oh, that was sick. And in that game, we really started to adjust our offense because we had lost, you know, our our pro talent tight end. But that's the game. Zach Hines, like, showed out. We used him big time. big time. And he was just great. We had a couple turnovers in that game that were clutch. Um, that was uh, Kobe Herter's, what, 60-yard return, and he got caught by Jason Shelley. Um, <laughs> that That's what I recall from that game. But, yeah, it was a, it was one of – I think you can look and see we had multiple turning points in this year. It that, was. That, that changed the – the makeup of how the team plays. Well, when you when you see Zach Hines again, you you lose Kraft. Zach Hines goes seven for one twenty seven and a touchdown. That's when I went, okay, we're fine. We can we can plug and play. We've got, uh, you know, probably the best tight end room in the country, any division. Then you've got both Jaden and Jackson with you know eight and six receptions, a hundred yards, one hundred two. Uh, you know, Isaiah does what he needs to do, and and I don't know. You, you felt pretty good coming out of that. And I, if I remember right. 
the defense that the defensive line absolutely controlled the line of scrimmage, yes. and I I ended I left that game feeling like the D line won that game. That was something that Brendan pointed out to the game or before the game, if I recall correctly. He's like, well, you know, I really like our chances because their offensive line has no chance against our defensive line. And they did. <laughs> yeah, their, their offensive line was so bad. And I was like, man, if we can get to him and contain him, and I think that was the biggest thing for me because Sluka is kind of the only blip on the radar against his defense. But that was the one because we, a, a guy like Shelly used to rip us a new one scrambling out of the pocket and yep. the d-line was so good at being disciplined in their rush lanes and exactly just swallowing him in a net and man it was amazing <laughs> i've yeah. i've talked i've talked about this for for all three years or whatever that i've done this but uh this is this defensive line has been able to alter the way that they approach their attack every single game. There's there's the pin the ears back, you know, uh, speed pass rush games. They can handle uh, against the run the way that they do different stunts. And then when when you've got a scrambling quarterback, which was typically was the bane of our existence with those bleeping NDSU quarterbacks of old, uh, they understand how to stop that. And again, that's where as an athlete you have to go. Okay, I'm not gonna probably not gonna make this tackle, but I'm gonna help make the play by just you know, getting a yard and a half in the backfield and sitting down and not giving up any space. And they've done that, uh, you know, repeatedly. They've just, they've been able to change that up, which is so much to ask of a college athlete. And that's hey, precisely Rip, what up. they did. <laughs> <laughs> precisely what they did to Montana State. We just sat in the run lanes yep. and, and just ate them alive. No, How much it. would you guys give to take this defensive line back to the years Wentz played? <laughs> it would have well, made a big difference. The porcelain, the, the porcelain the night, guy that he is, he probably wouldn't have made the NFL. The nightmares I have of that guy yep. when we would get him on third and ten, third and twelve, and then he'd run. Like I would. That, it did, and, and we I, had and we had great linemen those years, but we didn't have ten of them. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So let let let's keep rolling here. If you guys are good, after that, Western Illinois, thirty-four to ten. I think that was another game similar to to UC Davis or Butler, where we walked away from that. And we're like, damn it! I thought we were going to score seventy points. Yes, and we didn't. And we held them to what nineteen rushing yards in that game. That was where we went. Oh, geez, this defense can really stop the run. Um, not that that's what Western Illinois is known for, but nineteen yards is they they still have scholarships. Much. Yes, they averaged one point nine yards a carry. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was not good. That's and, bad. And, and my takeaway at that point, looking back on these games, was we were seeing a lot of guys in the earlier part of the year, um, names that I'd mentioned here that we haven't seen as much now. Um, they started to fall off. So I mean, I think our our coaches are doing a good job of using the four year rule, getting those guys the experience they they can, and keeping our starters healthy because it was going to be a long long season with no break as dustin was talking about <laughs> until the very end one of the ways for, i think that's one of the ways we managed it and we didn't even talk about for it. For, for the 95 percent of you that listen to the podcast and don't watch the, uh they're referring to dustin helton uh of fcs fans nation called out that we did nothing but complain about the fact that our uh, bye week was at the end of the season all season then it actually worked out for us quite well uh, I was bro- so mad about it. You know <laughs> oh, what I that's... remember the most about that week? 
that was the episode. I like one of the first episodes. Chad started being on the A team, and Matt goes to him. He went to you two. It was both you guys, and he goes, "How many yards per carry do you think Western Illinois averaged?" Chad, being his pissy self, goes, well, "I don't know, like four. And he's like, "Jesus, guys, it's us." <laughs> Like one point yep. nine. What are yep. you doing? And I about died. I I had to pull the car over. It was funnier for you because you know me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> just get worked exactly. out. Exactly. Oh, all right. We got to move on from this one. But uh, I just pulled up the stats, and it was one point nine when you add in the quarterbacks. Point nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh. Good times. All right. So after the disaster that is Western Illinois, who shouldn't have a football program, USD, which was the highest, destroyed them. So we got, all right. So let's look at the schedule here. Back to back, we've got USD, which is at home. Uh, I don't know whether you call it an emotional rivalry game or not. Uh, It should be. They've obviously beat us a couple times there, so that changes things. But yeah, but coming in and we end up with, I remember Stakes saying it was the highest graded game that he has ever coached. So when they go through, you think about how you get evaluated at work or whatever. Football coaches go through the individual uh, position coaches and they grade out every play for every player. So you have, this isn't just people running around. You actually have a quantitative score for how you perform during the game that's based on assignment, mental errors, uh, effort, you know, probably most importantly. And that was the highest graded game he has ever coached. Yeah, I, was was that wasn't that on his effort score? It that was he gives? Yeah, on his effort yeah, score. That was yeah, the effort, effort the, the highest effort score he had ever coached, and it, that that game was a lot of fun. I oh, it really was. Enjoyed we whipped game. them so uh, bad. I think it got a coach fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it uh, did. From, from what didn't I help him. Sure yeah. Didn't help him. Yeah, it didn't help him. And, no, and it I, got a quarterback benched, and, and it's caused some turmoil. No, their coach was that. fired. Bef- their their offensive coordinator was fired ahead of us. Yes, no, he yes, got he stepped down, we were talking about. and then he got fired. Oh, right. That's right. Okay, so yep. yeah, because he wasn't the offensive coordinator when we played this. Correct. Okay. That Fair was enough. Joe, or not Joe, Nelson. He was Nelson. so mad at his offensive line that he fired his former offensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so he that game goes... That, that game goes extremely well. I think we're starting to feel better about just better, you know, f- understanding how solid this team actually is, the different ways that we've won, the different players that have stepped up. You've got, uh, you know, one, again, probably, arguably your best offensive player is out. You've had some other, some other uh, defensive injuries at that point. But then you go back-to-back, USD at home, and then to the stupid shopping mall Fargo Dome. Yeah, which yeah. we went from one emotional game to the next and that has traditionally been the success for or not the success the recipe for for uh, a hiccup and what happened in fargo brendan why don't you tell the people how it went between us <laughs> <laughs> well chad and i had our normal argument sooner than normal <laughs> that happened quickly <laughs> and then someone jumps on chad's side so i argued with random guy <laughs> and I shut up at that point because I felt bad about that. I'm like, oh no, that's that's not Chad. I don't really sit with that. I should probably not be that way to this this fellow. Because yeah, you know, I don't care. <laughs> Me and Chad will get after it. Uh, but uh, no, that one. Good lord! In the thing that was the most frustrating part about that first half, 
it did not feel tough. How do I say this without ending up on a bulletin board? I'm gonna end up on a bulletin board. Do um, it, it, do it, it feel like our guys feel were there 100%. Like, no, it didn't feel like NDSU stopped us for a single drive. It felt like our penalty stopped us. Well, yeah. The only thing that stopped us was us getting off schedule. And the only thing that got us off schedule was false start penalties in that first half. They went away and we scored touchdowns. And every drive, we didn't have false start penalties or a hold. We scored a touchdown it, or, or scored points at least. And that's the thing, I guess, that maybe worries me a little bit because I know Frisco isn't going to be as loud as the Fargo Dome. Um, Bolton board material for the NDSU fans. You mean Fargo South? Sure. Uh, whatever whatever they comment. whatever they can touch themselves to at night. Um, but um, <laughs> honestly, oh God, just I, I want to win so they can't say that. Um but I mean there's more it, reasons. There is going to be noise and we're not, you know, I, I mean obviously we're jumping ahead and I'm getting off topic because that's I'm B team, that's what we do. Um but this will be the first time we've played in front of a hostile crowd since the UNI game in November. So we've got to be mentally locked in for that because honestly, if we if we don't kill ourselves in that first half, that's a whole different game. Really. I mean, that's a lot closer. And then there was the big controversial penalty that NDSU fans are still mad about, which is a shame. And I just tell them to cut that nonsense right out, you know. Because um, he used one finger, you know. Yeah. Look, you got to he, – he must shoot with a release because he's using yeah. one finger. Because if he's shooting right with his Oh, finger, he has a crossbow. I get it. Yeah, get it. you're getting it. Well, yeah. I think girls use those sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, that's what was the most frustrating part to me. But on the same token, it's like we're in the Fargo Dome and now we're down by this much. And the second half happened, and that was a magical, magical thing. And I was stressed to the max that whole damn game. And and then to add stress to that, we had a momentary por- portion of the game where one of our one of our uh, members of our of our group went missing for a while, and so there yeah. was a question there. And that was I was con- I was more concerned about that than anything else. That oh yeah, that got my heart rate really pumping. Oh my god, dude, I felt like terrible for you, and you come back. Oh, it's fine. I'm like, <sighs> I don't I know what you knew about this. Oh yeah, he just kind of well, he, he likes to so walk tell, around. T- tell them, yeah. So, um, We're talking he likes about to just get up and walk yeah. around sometimes and whatnot, and during the game. But I thought he got up to go to, like the bathroom, and then it's like 20 minutes later, and he's not back. Now it's like 35 minutes later, he's not back, and I looked at Chad I'm like, my dad go to the bathroom or like get a pretzel or something he's like i don't know he just walked away i'm like oh no (laughs) (laughs) did he leave the stadium and now not realizing he can't get back in like i don't know what's going on so i called him and it was fine he answered so he was he was good he was watching from their standing room section so he got to see one of our touchdowns right in front of him which was Ah, pretty cool very nice so they got that yeah that game you know there's more when you come back uh from behind at the fargo dome Again, very, very good feeling leaving that game, beat two rivals in a row. I was going to quickly point out, uh, Brendan, I'm hoping you recognize this glass here that I'm drinking from tonight. <laughs> I... you got... Oh, my God. You still got that. I got oh, that one. Oh no, this God. is... I, I, story. Yeah, this is courtesy of Brendan uh, when we met for the first time uh, up in Fargo, going to the Fargo Dome. This was left in my possession. God. 
And then it's my favorite drinking glass still. They're awesome glasses. They're oh, they are. It's a great pint my, glass. My wife was so mad at me about that. <laughs> oh, my. She's still mad. Oh, she's, she's a saint. Not a Boulevard Brewing? What does it say on there? I couldn't read it. I'm sorry. It happened yeah, it's Boulevard Unfiltered okay. Friday's official location. I don't know where the hell it came from. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> All right. It, it, All right. It was acquired one way or another. All right. So two two emotional games in a row. Right. Then we turn around back on the stupid road, back to stupid North Dakota, Ugh. to Grand the Forks. Tin shed. Stupid tin shed. Near, it should be in Canada. Uh, we might just move the border. I'm not sure. Grand Forks, the the the, the scene of uh, Mark's only FCS loss, where he played the whole game. We go to UND. She's watching. She's still mad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that game, yeah, that was that game was another one that got our heart rates up. You know, I mean, the the thing that sticks out to me was arguing with NDSU or NDSU. Same difference, right? Ooh, that'll piss me off. They're the same. Notice Dallas, but Brendan's getting a little saltier as as the week goes on. I, look, I'm just saying, if the rivalry is that big of a deal, they probably wouldn't both wear green. Oh, you got a point. They had a chance. They had their out. They yeah. they had to change the the name of the team, so they they had their chance. But I mean, if you don't right, like so, each other that much, anyway, it is go because I'm just gonna start talking. Shit. That's fine. And actually, I gotta I gotta bail in five minutes because I gotta get Hudson to hockey here. He's got practice tonight. Yeah, we're we're close to an hour anyway. But that was we're the game the where we, Adam so the Bach rest of it we end we end in one hour. You keep going forever and just keep talking. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. So anyway, UND game uh, again. No breath. We're in the. You were finishing what looked like the meat grinder of the schedule for the most part, and you know, go up there and it's a weird back and forth, or not back and forth. I don't know how to describe it. There was the the, the scoring at the end, and there were just so many unexpected things. High scoring affair. Yeah, score forty nine points, kind of in a weird way. Okay, we're done with that one, I guess. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was like, no, I was all audio. I no, I was waiting. Sorry, I was in the process of trying to pull up the box score because that one hadn't loaded yet. My so apologies. I was, I was hoping one of you because I couldn't see you on the screen. Well, I was hoping one of you would just start talking. Adam Bach. That's the that's yep. the targeting, uh, uh, you know, fiasco. the targeting call, which we later find out. Well, I don't know. Never mind. I should. Did we? Did, was it? Sorry, was that the game where Bach went out? Bach got his leg yes. broke. I thought yeah, it was it. No, that's right. It was at the start of that because we were arguing over right what happened. So, all right. I was so, watching with John from Dakota Iron this whole time. I was yep. at a soccer game watching with him. And uh, brought to you by Dakota Iron, but just slamming his iPad <laughs> watching the game. No, and, and let's, okay. So, let's keep in mind now at this point, we have, we have, uh, you know, our, our two, we got two All Americans out. Arguably best offensive player and probably not arguably best defensive player are both done. Yep. And that that's where we're at. And then you've got, you know, Mark puts up another, I would call it standard Mark game, couple hundred yards, 15 to 20, um, you know, one real long pass. You know, we get we get Tucker back, which is huge, right? Like that is, that's just the shot in the arm, makes everybody feel good, ends up scoring a, how did he score his touchdown? I actually don't remember. Was that the 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 weird the the kick or? No, he got close no. on the kick. They called yeah. it not a touchdown, and then he had a different play over the. That's right. That's right. And the, 
I still main I still maintain that kick return. I would have yelled at him, and I am the lame. I'd be the lamest coach in the world. But again, you got you have an athlete that's that good. I mean, clearly you got the green light to do whatever in the hell you want when you're like an all world athlete. But I, I still like I saw that one. Oh God, don't what are you doing? He scored on that deep play, uh, the scramble drill where he came back to Mark and and made oh, the play yeah. back in towards the field of play and then run up the sidelines. Isn't that the one he scored the touchdown? Yeah, that sounds right. That, that's that's right. That's right. But then you got I think I, Isaiah didn't play that one either. I don't believe. Yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah was hurt. His shoulder was injured at, yep. at the NDSU game, if I re- recall correctly. Yep. And that's why he was on, off, on, off the field at the end of that game. So, yeah. that was just a FYI, pick six, our – What? The, the, sorry, the Stalbert pick six was the big turning point in that game, wasn't it? Yep. If, I, if I remember right, that was awesome. I was just going to say, we'll have 22 probably for the whole game, so take that, NDSU. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, so that that was it, again a bit of a fluky game. It, my example or what I wanted to point out is that just we won a game in another weird way that makes you feel better, better about what they're able to do, right? Like just different phases, special teams, whatever people step up. So you oh, go from Gales there. Had the pick six. That's right. That's the one you're talking about. Yep. He Sorry. basically picked it off in the in the backfield. Right. Right. No. Poor Dallas. Dead air again. What? What do you mean, poor me? <laughs> I wasn't talking. You're trying to talk, and we're just being ourselves. I was just trying to keep it moving because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away here in about two minutes. Yeah, that's a walk minute fan. Keep her moving, bud. (laughs) Doing my best. All right, Indiana State, Hobo Day, Indiana State. God bless you. You suck at football. Uh, (laughs) You know we did what we needed to do. We again. So actually, I, I. Said the meat grinder's done, but all of us have seen late season Hobo Day games go pear shaped and it did not happen. We took care of business. Everybody's feeling good. I don't know if you got anything to call out there, but otherwise you're on to you and I. I got other than the crowd. That's my only call out. That was where it was like, okay, we sold out the USD game. That's never happened. But then we sold out Hobo Day as well to in, with Indiana State. And that's where it was like, okay, our crowd's starting to come around here. Yep. That's all. That that was all I noticed from that game. Yeah, yep. so worth wasting no your time over. <laughs> yep. Garrett, Garrett Meyer, great point. Indiana State was the first complete game, both sides of the ball, hundred percent. That just yep. it was a. Yep. We made them. I mean, by halftime, they wanted to go home. I there was they that that was over. And then we traveled sure. down to Cedar Falls to play at the plus size Dakota Dome. <laughs> against a team that always plays well against us, damn it! Oh, that was that was the one. And you know, really, I think when we looked at that game, every, we were all thinking, "This is the hurdle to accomplishing everything." Right. And it was also one that scared us the most because if you lose that game that late in the season, you have a much bigger drop than if it would have happened in the beginning of the season, and you're able to work your way back into a top four spot. Exactly, because then it's it's all about seeds. Can we be at home? Because we're coming off of last year. The I don't say nightmare. That's a way too strong of a way to put it. But you you know we've got one of the best teams we've ever had last year. Stumble a couple times. We have to go on the road and just run out of gas at Montana State. So I mean, all of the stakes. I mean, everything was on the table at that point. Still, and we win it on the best play ever. Some guy jumped over <laughs> over the line. Oh. And gosh, doesn't that gotta piss off Chad? <laughs> oh, it, it does. Trust me. I've uh, I, he was he was uh, he was hitting me up after that one. Are you pounding oh, that table there? 
I felt I felt bad for him a little bit, but um, you know, I mean, that was so blatant, you know, because yeah. in, in a weird way time, to end that game, but it was so, you know, it's like it's never called. It's like, well, yeah, nobody's supermaning over the center since Troy Palomalu. Yeah, like you can't do that. And when you make it that obvious, they have to throw the flag. It is what it is. So that game was just a. Yeah, I was glad it was over when it was over. That was one where I think it felt like if you win, we're happy. I wasn't caring about how it happened. It was I hold on? I got I got to get out of here. Uh, we got the question, Chad. Is that a supersized old fashioned? It looks like a Long Island to me. Go Long Island. Bingo! Yeah. Oh my Bingo. God, you're gonna be on the floor in about three minutes because oh, that. No, oh, I love my Long like Island days. Quarters of an ounce of booze. All the alcohols. Uh huh. Of all of the alcohols, that thing is straight booze. Oh, very That's nice. Great. God, I used to love so those. Good. All right, guys. Hey, I got to sign off. This has been super fun. See you, man. Good right. having you. See you both soon. Later. Later. Hey, Chad. You know what this means? That means there is no supervision. No and supervision. We're on no supervised. Freedom. We are the worst. We are the worst. Yes. We don't have Ben. We don't have poor, Matt. Poor Dallas. He's trying we to talk. Me and you are being, me and you just like, oh, look, shiny object. Gave it to my head. Let's talk about it. Well, he's trying to make a legitimate point. <laughs> yeah, how are we gonna, How are we going to finish out the season with, with this? How are we still employed the, by this company? I do not well, know. I, I think I do Matt, enough busy work that they don't know that I'm just a screw up. What's the show where the guy gets fired? But he just keeps showing up to work anyways, and they never Jesus, pay him, but he keeps showing space. up. Is that office space? Yeah. Well, Let, they kept paying back. him because of a glitch, and right. they didn't fire him. They fixed right. the glitch. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm that guy, because Matt's fired me a couple times, I think, uh, in the comments at least. <laughs> Everybody knows that once we go over a buck, all bets are off. Yeah, it's a free-for-all. They're, it's they're, a free-for-all. Th- who knows? There might be nudity. No, I'm kidding. There won't be any nudity. I mean, um, I could make it happen, but no one no, wants to we, see that. We, we don't have to. We don't have to. So, so what? What game is next, Brendan? Do we want to talk about another game, or is that all the deeper we need to go? You and I game. I everything mean, after that's recent enough. We don't have to talk about it. It's just Illinois State after that, isn't it? Yeah, Illinois State and. They have a stud defensive player that's going to play on Sundays. Yeah, that dude is a monster. And and outside of that, we whooped that ass. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, we put a beat down on them. They, they just couldn't do anything against this defense, you know. And this defense really is um, – I'm the Milton. It's <laughs> 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 garage time. It yeah. is garage time. Yeah. So <laughs> – Right. Anybody else remember Terry Tate, office linebacker? Yes, no. Terry Tate, office linebacker, baby. Reebok, Reebok um, used to have the best commercials. Oh, what happened in the days when commercials were funny? Just put us in charge of them. Dudes catching balls through 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 walls and stuff. Oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway um, <laughs> no, the defense just absolutely throttled Illinois State that game. Absolutely. Did we we held them to a hundred yards, if I remember yes. right? Which Some, is the, yeah. the most insane thing I've seen in a collegiate football game defensively in a long, long time. Holding a division one offense to one hundred yards total. 
Because as Dallas Patty. pointed out, they have scholarships too. Yeah. And Illinois State, I mean, th- this wasn't their best year, but I mean, they were in contention for the playoffs at the time. Right. Yeah. And you held the them to 100 yards. I don't care it was their backup quarterback. That is nutty. Um, but beyond that, I think that's the thing that really uh, sticks out to me. Um, but uh, oh, we got a question from Jordan I want to answer. Um, in person, are NDSU fans more like Frazee or those on Bicycle? Because we pretty much wrapped up the season, right? Yeah, I think um, we did. Um, that's you, you most of them are not right. like on Bicycle, but most of them aren't like Frazee either, right? Frazee is probably one of the nicest humans on the planet, right? So he's um, he's he's beyond as nice as most of them are, right? Um and I hate probably saying this a little bit, but um, we're not so different, you and I. You know, our <laughs> our fans and their fans, we're, we're not that different besides we don't have nine titles where the arrogance behind us. Um, we're not, they're not, yeah, Garrett Meyer says it, you know, they're basically like us. I mean, and I'm you sorry. can see it in our fans posts on Twitter right now going natty stuff like that we're going to be obnoxious on on Twitter I hope um maybe our fans are will be better at um if we are fortunate enough to win in there remembering what they oh. hate about NDSU fans and not being that way because be I would really hate for us to turn into that that would suck um but um otherwise no, there. I have a lot of fun with those guys. I grew, I grew up. I lived in Fargo <laughs> for six years. Uh, that's a great comment. That's a great. That's that's funny. <laughs> Seth Meyers says Bicevilles is just the same eight to ten people constantly dragging their asses across the carpet. Pretty much, yeah. Um, they, they, it used to be a lot of. It used to be a lot of fun there, uh, and I love some of the guys from there. Um, oh, we got but, a new commenter who is agreeing with your comment about living in Fargo. Fargo. Oh, Craig. Yeah. What's up, man? Yeah. Um. Yeah, oh, you know Craig. Yes. Um, but uh yeah, living in Fargo. Um, it's funny in Fargo. Um, when we moved up, and I'm me, so I'm wearing SDSU gear, gear around town, and it was our first time out to eat, and we were downtown um at, at one of the main restaurants downtown. I remember where it was, and one of the waitresses goes, Oh, so you're not NDSU fans? We're like, no, we hate them. We're SDSU fans, can't you see? And she's like, nice, and high five us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're the best. This might not be so bad, but uh, you'd be. A, I had you'd be that happen. I had that happen at the uh, the beer hall. One of their one of their servers is like, yeah, you know, even us non football people, we find the fans here kind of obnoxious. Like, right. And, and I don't blame them all the way. You know, I, yeah, if, no, we won, cool. if we won nine national titles in a row, we would be obnoxious. I mean, it just is what it is <laughs> at that point. Pictures oh, didn't happen, do Craig. It. Craig, Craig, do that. Oh, my God. I will buy the flag. They have 10 by 15 flags at Shields right now. They're $190. I hope my wife's not watching, but I, I would consider sending you one of those to hang from the 32nd <laughs> Street Bridge because – Oh my God! It the, would make the news. Oh, would? Oh my God! It, someone would have a coronary. There would be pop blood vessels and eyes, like they were just 
lifting heavy weights. That would be hysterical. Um, Jim Poppins says he'll Venmo Venmo money to buy the flag. Yeah, but that's right, baby. Um, but, uh, no, uh, it, this is going to be a lot of fun, guys. I'm really excited for this tailgate. Um, this game, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm nervous for it. I'm nervous enough that I don't even want to think about what it might be like if we do lose this game because, whoa, I mean, that'd just be the cherry on top. I I, I don't know. Kind of no coming back, huh? I don't know if I'd be able to deal with it. The only Honestly, good thing is like, I would, you I'd don't have to live in Fargo there. anymore, right? Yeah, yeah that was – oh, man. If you were doing – if that happened about... and you live in Fargo – I'll tell you what, the worst thing, the very, very worst thing was, um, had I moved here yet? I don't know. I had, I had. But being in Fargo after they won a national title when... Oh, we lost in Missoula? Yeah, no, no. When Well, the very, very worst was being in Frisco watching... Montana oh. State play NDSU and, get and just getting their balls kicked in so bad. That was horrendous. Man, I was all drunk and pissy, so I left at halftime. But and I wearing NDSU like gear at one point. That was a Friday night gig, which Matt Frazee played like a champion. I was That was brutal because he wore SDSU gear. And then he acted like every NDSU fan accuses SDSU fans of being oh, to the tenth degree, right and I'm and, and it was so smart. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to do that as an NDSU fan. Well, guess what? Nobody talks to the guy in the NDSU gear because we were at an NDSU bar. So I was just another dude there, so I couldn't even do it. There was nobody to even do that to. So it was extremely well played by Matt. He was so good at it. Um, it and that small guy's going out on a limb if you've never met him. He's he's tall, but he's not what we'd call a big guy. He's thin. He's, he's thin. Really? Wasty? But, Would we call him wasty? Yeah, I don't know, like wasty. Uh, but uh, no, that was brutal. And I feel like I paid a little bit of a tax for every SDSU fan, hopefully to feel what it's like to win after this week so you're week, saying no i feel like i put to, in the time you, you maybe put yourself on the proverbial cross so to speak not to be you know yes too yeah too. yeah and, and off of ryan drake's comment tailgating has been next level i absolutely 100 percent agree you just wait um, yeah this tailgate down there is going to whatever it, it's going to be sick i hope we have a ton of people bringing rigs setting up tailgates um you know don't you know if you can't find a tailgate other than ours bring your stuff buddy just do it um you know bring your stuff down set up grills fly flags do everything you can to make this an event to remember because it will be just every it's going to be a blast and i would love to see the whole lot jackrabbit blue tailgating rigs um because that will just burn NDSU fans' asses. Seth Meyer, let me let me comment on your comment, please, if I can. Seth Meyer says the only thing I'm worried about is our guys not managing their emotions during the week and being burnt out come day, game day. Okay. Appreciate the comment, sir. I'm going to respectfully disagree with this. Brendan and I were talking before, you, before diplomatic. this. What? He's so much more diplomatic than I am. 
I, I disagree with the guy. You know, that's okay. I, yeah, I, I think it's a bad take. Do you do you want me to? to is this going to evolve to me being Sean and you being Joe? I'm just saying. You, you suck. You suck you on ice. A, you have to give him you a background before you tell him you disagree. You can just tell him you disagree. What What did I say to you regarding emotions? Go on. Go, before, just go no, on. no, you tell me. What did I say before this podcast? I, I wasn't listening. Oh, yeah, you're full of I'm shit. I'm kidding. <laughs> Our mental, talking performance about mental performance coach, Chris Craft. Right. Chris Craft. Makes me want to say Chris Crush. I think it's Chris Craft. A croc. Like, I'm not good at words. Okay. Cracked? Crocked. I don't know. Somebody Cracked. correct us. Anyway, yeah. he has got our guys. You go listen to, uh, and and Jim Poppin pointed out our presser. You go listen to that presser. And if you have paid attention to what Chris Crocked has said, you will hear him coming through mm-hmm. those guys and how mm-hmm. he's affected them and how the mentality has become more than just the mentality. That's a way of doing business. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to happen, Seth. I hate to tell you. It's I, I, I love. I'm it not going to go as far as to be definitive, but I don't think it happens because also too. Remember how many times now this group of guys has had to have a three week layoff because if this was three years ago, Seth's I'd reeling be, it back now. I, I'd be really nervous about whether or not we hold how we do out of a three week layoff. But these guys now have had two of their last three seasons have a three-week layoff in between games already, and they've handled it beautifully. We yeah. know what we're doing with that. We know how to do it. We know how to have um, – Jacobs knows what he's doing with the strength and conditioning. Um, it's the whole thing, and that is what gives me a lot of hope that we're not going to come out flat or anything like that. And, you know, every you know everybody's going to be dialed into the max, focused on what it takes to win this game – not just because it's the national title, but because it is against NDSU. I mean, this is going to be something. You want to talk about the statement that Jimmy Rogers made in that ESPN article where he said, I don't, I've never lifted the rock because I want to leave them, watch them leave the field not being able to. Can you imagine the feeling of this with the national title? And if this we is when somebody ought to get a camera on Jimmy Rogers watching him walk off. Oh my God. I mean, if, if that's not a talking point for ABC, I, I don't know what they're even doing. So um, Tim Habeck makes a good point. Come on down without, even without a ticket, the experience, Come on down. I'm sure the experience alone will be worth the trip. Honestly, I a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, cause if I think of, of huge atmospheres, exciting atmospheres, I think of like um, I'm an NHL fan, I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan. When the playoffs were going on, their hockey game would be the hockey game would be sold out, and then they had another three thousand people out front watching on a big screen. It yep. just having a party. Could you imagine how fun it would be? You show up, you don't have a ticket, but there's still another thousand, two thousand Jacks fans there. They don't have a ticket either, so you just take over the bars outside the stadium party it up while the game's going on and then party with everybody else after the game's over how fun of an experience how unique of an experience that could be so i say whether you got a ticket or not just go first off there's there'll be scalpers outside you should be able to get a ticket but if you don't get a ticket are you really going to want to miss the whole experience just because you didn't have a ticket at the game 
So you're going to miss the whole weekend to stay home and watch it on a TV or watch it at a bar in Sioux Falls instead of getting 75% of the experience. And, yeah, you missed the game. That sucks. But, I mean, that experience is worth it, man. But it's you get the same bar experience there. only d- better. And and that's right. something that we're not talking or we haven't talked about. The one positive about it being moved to Sunday is that gives one more day of the weekend to go out, you know, have that tailgating experience. Party, you know, yeah. NDSU fans are good to tailgate with. We know they're good. Sure, they're going to give us the same shit that they've gave us for the last 10 damn years. But you know what? By now, it's just noise because it's the same thing. They didn't, they're a broken record. They don't got anything new, you know? Right. They're and they, they're and I, they I no dare say they're a little afraid of the little team from down south. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 I love it because the amount of uh, smack that they can say as the years have gone have shrunk and it's shrunk and it's shrunk and it's shrunk and they're running out of material and it's awesome. So, I mean. It, it, and Jim says, you know, how many rings do you have? I'm so tired of that. I yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with all you, brother. I have left if we win, bud. It's all and that's you know, and that's one of those things too where they, they say something like that, and I just go, Okay, that's original. What else? You got anything good? Or you know, I mean, what's the point of even responding? Especially online. Um, but it's also the added benefit of you can meet the rev uh if you do show up. Yep. Probably be, be at her tailgate. Just look for the giant right. bunny rabbit. Um, yes. <laughs> I don't think I need to say more. Yes. It's, look for the big rabbit. It's going to be great. Did you um, post um, Angela Griffin's? Uh, Not yet. Um, no. Go ahead okay. and talk about it. Yet. Yeah. Um, Caleb's mom, she says, I disagree too. Caleb was asked if he ever gets nervous, and he was like, no. This is a kid who napped before winning state at high at wrestling in high school. These guys have a great coaching team that helps keep them leveled. Um, I, I, that's what we were, you know, trying to get across. You know, guys like Caleb, the leadership, Mark. Um, I oh, don't no. think <laughs> these guys are going to let the moment be too big for them. So, did you, did you see her next comment? Five hundred and forty-four parents and family coming. Hell yeah, I'm all about it. Let's go. Yeah, this let's is go. gonna be. Uh, here's the deal. It, it, this is outside of the stadium. Is gonna be a, a, a hobo a day in Texas. Yeah. Think of it as hobo day in Texas. You get to go on a vacation and have hobo day in Texas. Tell in me that wouldn't be a good time. In January. In January, exactly. Yeah. Dustin Helden is the nicest guy you'll meet if he says so himself, and I will let him say that. No, I'm just kidding. He's a great guy. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we are at a buck 20, so it might be about that time. We don't have anybody to keep us in line, and if we go any further, it's going to – really get out of bounds. We'll talk about setting up underground gambling rings at the tailgate or something. So, um, you don't yeah, talk right. about sorry, you don't talk club. about fight club. Yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm not good. That's why I've never been in fight club. And if you drive, yeah. bring your golf clubs. And, and if you're bringing a truck, uh, talk to somebody that's not coming and see if you can't get uh, yourself a flagpole and some flags. If you don't have them. Yeah. We're, let's, we're let's work together stuff. on this deal, guys. Yeah. Let's we're a big team. 
Um, Garrett Meyer asks, when is the next pod? I believe everybody will be a full go for next week. Obviously, it's the lead up. So um, I reckon uh, I'm guessing the 18 will be on Sunday. I can't make any promises. Keep an eye on the Facebook and Twitter pages. I imagine Um, so, but I do not know. And I know I'm flying down Thursday, so I believe our pod hopefully will be Tuesday if Uh Ben has time. Oh, Deb says hi. Hey, Ryan. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. You're my boy. I got got my favorite hat in here somewhere. I'm just not wearing it today. Uh, It's that one. I I got a few hats, if you know me. Um, Man of many hats. Uh, That's right. Tim Haybeck, uh, him and I, uh, hopefully we'll be getting there. Um, we booked on Southwest and, uh, we might be booking the four wheel trip down there. Uh, if things don't go right. So yeah, we saw a post today on Twitter with a room full of luggage. Yeah. Nightmare scenario. Um, so keep your head on a swivel. If you are flying Southwest, I know out of Omaha, I got a great flight through American. That was, uh, down and back, uh, um, no layovers, just straight shot. That was pretty cheap. I don't know if it's still available. Maybe keep your eyes open for that. If you're able to adjust your plans and you want to leave nothing to chance, keep that keep that in mind. Um, Come on, man, that's rough. We went with the bags fly free. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know what? My bags aren't worrying about if they're going to make it. Um, anyway, <laughs> all right, that's it. I'm calling it. Go big. Go Go blue. blue. Go Jacks. Jacks. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to thank our title sponsors, Drake's Place Bottle and Cottonwood Coffee and Bistro of Brookings. We would also like to thank our other sponsors, Dakota Iron Equipment of Sioux Falls, Shenanigans Sports Bar and Grill in Sioux Falls, and Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. And as always... Go Jack.